Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I confess that when I enter into a situation, I want everything to go the way that it did on, on Palm Sunday. The phone is ringing now. It seems as though everything that could go wrong is going wrong. But it fits perfect with the sermon, believe it or not. I am also the type of person that tries with all my might to avoid what took place during the rest of Holy Week. I love it. I love it when people praise me, when people pat me on the back, when people say, great job. I hate it when... There, when I have to go through a time of suffering or strife. I want to avoid complications at all costs. It may not look like it this morning. But how about you? Do you seek out praise while at the same time do you try to avoid suffering? Unlike Jesus, there is one problem that we all share. There's a part of us that loves the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, a large crowd gathered around him as he was coming into the town. They took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him and they were crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Can you imagine that praise? Can you imagine, if you dare, can you imagine being in Jesus' shoes? It would be like a large group of people applauding your best efforts in your vocation. It would be like everyone telling you that you are the greatest at what you do. Wouldn't that be great? We all want a little recognition. Or even imagine that you were super close to the person who is getting all of the praise. People envied and admired you because of your close proximity to the one being praised. This is the situation that the disciples found themselves in. In fact, in verses 20 through 26, we see that anyone who wanted to talk to Jesus first had to go through his disciples. For us, it would kind of be being like if we were best friends with that celebrity that we admire the most. Now, the people couldn't talk to the celebrity, but they could maybe talk to you. Imagine how that would feel. It was awesome for the disciples. In fact, they even argued amongst themselves about who actually is the closest to Jesus, about who actually is the greatest among them. On this day when all the praise was coming to Jesus, the disciples were right where they wanted to be. You can almost see them stand up a little straighter, walk a little prouder as they're walking along the one who everybody is crying out to be king. How about us? 
Do we love the glory that comes from man? I think we do. And on the, ups, on the flip side, if people don't like us, do we tend to feel hurt and alone? Do we base things upon how other people think about us? In the midst of all of the celebration at the beginning of Holy Week, there was one, only one, who was unfazed by all the pomp and circumstance. Earlier in the Gospel of John, it is noted that Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. You see, Jesus did not come to us because something was missing in his life. Let me say that one more time. Jesus didn't come to us because there was something missing in his life. He didn't ride into Jerusalem hoping that everybody would receive him and praise him on Palm Sunday. He actually came to Jerusalem not to receive, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Jesus actually comes to us at worship service for the same reason. He doesn't come and meet with us here today to gather the praise that we owe him. He comes to save you. He comes bringing his good gifts. He comes bringing us things that we do not have. He comes bringing salvation. But on Palm Sunday, the people didn't understand what God was doing through his son Jesus. They were confused, as we often are. The crowd had ideas about what they wanted. And none of them really had to do with the salvation of their souls. The people wanted to have a king, a miraculous king, who could perform miracles, turn water into wine, feed 5,000 when there was a drought. Could you imagine living in a nation where everybody was envious of our king, of our president? That's what the people wanted. They wanted national freedom and they wanted national pride. But because they did not listen, they didn't understand that Jesus, on the other hand, was coming to die. He came to die for the sin of those people's pride. And to every every and to every other thought and deed that they did which earned God's wrath. Jesus is fully God and fully man as we confessed, and he was on a mission to give the world life by his death. He was caught up, he wasn't caught up in the praise of Palm Sunday. Not for one bit. He was caught up in the word of God that he came to fulfill out of the Father's love for fallen sinners like you and me.
he, Jesus was caught up in love. We often get caught up in glory. While everyone was reveling in the afterglow of Palm Sunday, Jesus was focused on what love would have him do come Good Friday. And the suffering that love required, he was not immune to it. It caused Jesus great distress. He himself said, Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. For this hour I have come. Father, glorify your name. Jesus' true glory was found not in the miracles performed, not in the praise and pomp and circumstance of Palm Sunday. It was found in his adherence to the law and to the will of God and to the laying down of his rights. He had a right to live. He was innocent. He laid down his rights for the salvation of others. You see, love, if it is truly love, it suffers for the sake of the beloved. Jesus would suffer for the sake of you. And for everyone that you've ever met and everyone you haven't met. The people did not understand this because man seeks so hard to get glory from other people. I do a good job not because I love the people, or let me put it this way. I do a good job in school. I, do, I study real hard. Not because I'm thinking about the person I'm going to be serving in my vocation. I work really hard to do a good job so that my parents will pat me on the back. So that my professor will say, great job. I do it for me. Oftentimes, I think even when a husband does something nice for his wife. Even when a husband does something nice for his wife, his acts of love are soiled because deep down that husband is frustrated if his acts of love aren't praised by his wife. You see what I mean? We do to get. Jesus was giving, knowing that on Good Friday the whole world including the multitudes that praised him on Palm Sunday, they would be shouting, crucify him, crucify him on Good Friday. You see, Jesus' work for you and I is a one-of-a-kind treasure. There is nothing like this, love, in all the world. My love's not like it. Your love isn't like it. His love is the only thing that can save us from death and from punishment in hell. His love took on your sin. His love caused him to die the most despised and cursed death for your sin. His love for you was so strong that death could not hold it in the grave. 
and His love upon His resurrection sent out His Spirit into a world, the same world that rejected and crucified Him. Somebody crucified me and I happened to raise from the dead, I might want revenge. His love sends out the spirit of truth to guide us into all truth. The glory of His love, the true glory of Jesus, isn't in the transfiguration. It isn't in Palm Sunday It's not even in the glory of the Son of Man that you see in Ezekiel. It's in what He did on the cross. Where love laid down its life that we may have life in His name. If we are in Jesus, we have everlasting life. His love, it is something that we should never be ashamed of. And I say that because oftentimes we're afraid to tell others that we're Christians. It's hard to speak up. But this love is something that we should never be ashamed of. No matter what the world tells us. You see, that Holy Week, it was popular, very popular to be associated with Jesus on Palm Sunday. But look how fast the praise of man changes. On Good Friday, even Jesus' closest companions abandoned him. Our love is not true. Peter abandoned him. Judas abandoned him. Many of the authorities, they did believe in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it. So that they would not be put out of the synagogue. They love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. My prayer for myself and for all of us is that the Holy Spirit would keep us close to Jesus in the good times like Palm Sunday. And that the Holy Spirit through God's word would keep us close to him when the suffering comes. We all suffer. We all do. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit would keep us close to Jesus when the suffering comes as it did on Good Friday. Know this, that as long as we are in this world, there will be suffering, there will be death, and there will be rejection from other people. It's going to happen. There may be praise. Don't put your hopes in the praise of man. There may be rejection. Don't be discouraged by the rejection of man. Look to the one who loves and cares for you. Who laid his life down for you. Look to Jesus. For Jesus has overcome sin and death by his resurrection. He has a home for you. Stay close to Him no matter what anyone else thinks. For in Him is the love that you need. The love that everybody wants. 
The love that unfortunately so many miss because they want the glory of man. May we desire and receive God's love through his word until that day when Jesus returns for us. In his name, amen.